Welcome to episode number two. Today, I'm sharing what most brides find out too late. I'm not only sharing to photographers, but today I'm sharing to future brides as well. I've got five takeaways and you don't want to miss it. So brew your favorite cup of joe and find a comfortable spot. We're about to dive in. You're listening to the Cameras and Coffee podcast with Kara Haynes, a light and airy conversation about everyday life so you can listen and learn from entrepreneurs. Here's your host, photographer, educator, and mentor, Kara Haynes. This episode has been brought to you by ShowIt. ShowIt is a drag and drop website platform that provides total creative freedom over the layout and design of your website. It's the exact platform that I use for my own website. ShowIt gives you the complete creative control so you can finally build that website you've been dreaming of. Receive a free month subscription by visiting bit.ly forward slash cameras and coffee show it or mention Kara Haynes photography when signing up. Today, I'm talking mainly to those of you who are engaged or thinking of planning a wedding. I've been a wedding photographer for 10 years. I have second shot and done associate shooting for other companies. And when I started, I would show up and photograph anything and everything. And I often wondered how I could get images like they see in magazines or how well-known photographers photograph. I wondered why I couldn't get images like those. And the details were few and far in between. Like I'd have to seek them out. And things would go wrong throughout the day. And I kept thinking, well, this is just how a wedding's ran. I don't know. But today I'm going to teach you what I've learned and how communication as a lead wedding photographer is key. And when I talk about this, I'm talking about things that I have in my free guide. You can find it at bit.ly forward slash cameras and coffee bride guide. You can also find it in the show notes today at karahanesphotography.com slash podcast. So I'm going to go over five main things that most brides find out too late. And this applies a lot to natural light photographers, but it can also apply to those who use flash and all that other kind of things that are determining style of a photographer. So just wanted to give that disclaimer. It's not just for me, but it can be for other photographers as well. So number one, choosing your photographer. Before contacting a photographer, you need to know what style you love. There's so many different kinds. So there's like dark and moody, black and white, documentary, candid, fine art, light and airy, all to name a few. Once you've decided what you like, you need to start reaching out to photographers with your wedding date. Also, when you start looking for wedding photographers, you need to be ready to put down a retainer because there might be multiple people looking for that same wedding date. And just know that it can be anywhere from 10% to 50% just as a beginning cost from the total package. So when you are planning to put money down, just know that that is pretty standard. Most photographers will ask for the remainder of their payment anywhere from one month to one day before the wedding. Make sure that you like this photographer And think about, can you picture yourself spending an entire day with them surrounded by you and your best friends? Because this photographer is going to be spending more time with you on your wedding day than your future spouse. So just keep that in mind. Also, make sure you're not paying cash 
preferred, especially if you don't like using credit cards, don't like using cards. But the main key here is that you have documents and receipts for making your payments. I actually had a bride recently who was scammed by her photographer, and these were all the red flags. So I just want to make sure that you know this. Make sure your photographer has insurance. Also, ask them how they're going to protect your photos and not lose them. Are they shooting with multiple digital cards? Whether they're a film photographer, what are they doing to protect the film that's in the camera? Are they saving them on their computer, but also in a cloud somewhere? Anything like that. You hear horror stories where photographers lose photographs and then you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want that to happen to me. Ask ahead of time. Also, the biggest question that you want to ask is what happens if the day of your wedding, they end up sick or for some reason cannot make it? Do they have backup? And what is their plan? This is something that I feel is always asked too late in the game. And then the couple is feeling super stressed because not only do they have this big wedding they've planned, but now they got to figure out a vendor last minute. So stressful. Make sure to check with the contract with that photographer and what they say in there about whether or not they are liable or finding a replacement or whatever. Um, Usually that should be outlined in their contract. And I could go on forever and ever about (laughs) what to do when finding your photographer and what questions you should ask. And maybe this should be a future episode. I don't know. But the biggest takeaway here is do your homework. Number two, wedding seasons. And this definitely depends on where you're located. I am located in Michigan. So usually I'm pertaining to couples who are from the Midwest. And these are things that we find. So I'm going to go through each season and tell you what types of things to think about. So for winter, the sun usually sets here around 4 p.m. And so you're going to want all of your photos done before if you want them outside or near natural light. 4 p.m. is usually the cutoff. So just be expected to be sitting around before that wedding starts, because usually if you have an evening wedding, let's say like a Friday, you want your wedding to be a good time for you and your guests usually that's in the evening. So there'll be some time sitting around. In the springtime, which is usually such perfect temperature, you have to think about allergies. And they're in an all-time high because things are starting to bloom, grass is starting to grow. So just think about that when you have outdoor photos. If you have indoor wedding, you don't have to worry about it as much. Um, Blooms can be a hit or miss. So depending on how that spring is, how rainy it's been, that kind of thing, this could be something that you could or couldn't have. And you can't really just bank on having blooms outside for your wedding. You just don't know. Summertime. And this one I could go on forever. The daylight is amazing because you get so much of it. It doesn't even get dark till like 9 30, 10 o'clock in the summer. But I do say mid afternoon is the hottest part of the day. This tends to be when couples set their ceremony. And when it's an outdoor wedding, your guests and your wedding party can be super grumpy because they're hot, sweaty, usually sitting in the sun. Groomsmen are so sweaty that They are super grumpy because they have lots of layers on. Just keep that in mind. The one thing that I love in the summertime 
is sunset portraits. These are probably my favorite thing in the entire day to capture with my couples. And if you're planning a summer wedding, this is something you really should put on your to-do because those sunset portraits are going to be the most romantic, the best light. It's just highly recommended by me. Then fall. Fall is a lot like winter when it comes to daylight because it varies. And especially if you're in Michigan, daylight savings ends. And so you end up losing that extra hour of light. And so it gets dark probably around four or five in the day. So you have to think about that. It's also one of the busiest seasons for photographers. And people don't always realize this, but because of the fall colors, everyone wants photos that time of year. So just check with your photographer on their turnaround time because you could be waiting a really long time for your photos. Number three, videographers. They always seem to be an afterthought. And this is something I just feel really bad because I have a lot of friends who are videographers and this happens a lot. And a lot of times it's because the couple finds out they have leftover money in their budget. And so they think, oh, let's hire a videographer, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's never communicated with the photographer. And when you've done a timeline with your photographer, and then you add that in last minute, there ends up being time that has to be divided between your photographer and videographer. And they have to try and fit all that in, in a short amount of time where it should have been doubled a lot of times. But then also um, think about photographers that might offer this service. In addition, a lot of photographers do offer videography services as well. But another thing is photographers will offer videographers as a referral because they love working with certain ones, but they also sometimes offer a discount if you use those ones because they love working with them. They know how they work and they trust each other. So that's something to always consider. Number three, your timeline. Consult your photographer on how much time is needed for certain portraits. This is always something that is forgotten. And I always get it where family formals and cocktail hour end up being crunched. And sometimes when you have a big long list, it takes a long time to get those photos done. So consult your photographer. They'll know when the best lighting is throughout the day for certain types of portraits. So always ask, talk to them about your preferences. Like if you have a certain spot that you really want family formals done, talk about the lighting and what that looks like so that they can give a little input too. Because if you want your photos to look good, that is something you may want to run by them. Number four, details. Details are always something that I get hit or miss with couples. Now people know I love them so much, but they didn't used to consider this. And I'm just going to tell you why they're important. Okay. So the main reason details are important is they make your images look cohesive. So if you think about your save the dates, your invites, your reception decor, your wedding colors, all of that up front, which is very overwhelming, I understand. But if you start making them cohesive from the beginning, they will all pay off in the end. Also, the best thing to do is gather all of your items and have it ready for your photographer when they show up on your wedding day. 
and have them all in one place that keeps them from having to spend extra time gathering them, looking for them, bothering you on your wedding day. When I arrive to a wedding day, I find my couples have a box filled with everything that's in there because I've communicated to them what would be a good idea to have. And they'll put them in a box and they'll leave little notes for me that say what isn't the importance of certain items and what they're going to be used for or not to miss certain things, which I fully appreciate. Also, have your flowers delivered when your photographer is capturing details because that will also tie in everything. Sometimes I get people who don't bring the flowers to the getting ready spot and that makes sense. But if you can have a couple florals to be in your detail shots, that's always a good idea. So you can always ask your florist for extra blooms and these can be used for the reception and the details. So they can make them look a little more editorial, which always is really nice. It makes everything look high end. Photographers will also often tag vendors in their posts when they're posting images from your wedding and it's free advertising for your florist. So why wouldn't they want to provide the photographer with extra stuff? Some couples don't care about details and I always say this is a missed opportunity and you know, to each its own, but If you're really wanting to order a wedding album or have a collage of photos in your house one day, for me personally, I get energized by photographing all of these things. So I say, yeah, have everything ready. And when I'm energized capturing your wedding day with all of your details, I start realizing the connections throughout the day and seeing things like, oh, this would go really well because they had this in their invitation or this kind of flower and they all match together. So then I start incorporating those in certain images when I'm capturing them. So just keep that in mind. And then lastly, number five, and this is a very controversial topic. And when I say that, it's because I could go on a tangent forever about this, but a lot of couples kind of go back and forth. And that is the first look. Whether or not you knew that was coming, I bet you knew that this is a controversial topic. So the reason why it's controversial is because it's a long tradition where people have said, it's bad luck to see the bride before the wedding. You all know that. I would think most of everybody knows that or has heard that at some point in their life. And this practice is an old tradition and it stems back from arranged marriages It's kind of funny when you think about it. And the reason why it was there was an attempt to keep the groom from backing out of a wedding upon seeing their bride before a wedding ceremony. So when you think about that, it kind of can change the whole outlook on what you think about that tradition. But that's not usually my point. I don't want to shame my couples in making their decisions. I just let them know if they are having a hard time that that's where that comes from. So another thing is if you decide to do a first look, I want to share some of the benefits of it because some people wonder why, why should I do a first look? And this is what I always tell my couples. The first thing is you get extra portraits because this time is set aside during your day for just the two of you. And think about a time you've been in a wedding and you think about how much time the bride and groom have had together on their wedding day. It's happening less and less because there's so much hoopla And when this day is all about you two anyway, why wouldn't you want to spend more time together enjoying your day? I don't know. It's just my two cents, but that is something to think about. 
Another thing is you get to enjoy each other's reaction. So I want you to think with me for a moment, okay? Imagine a bride is coming down the aisle. Her groom sees her for the first time, thinks she's breathtaking, and now she's walked up to him and now he has to wait 30 to 45 minutes to an hour just to tell her how beautiful she is or tell her anything he wants to say. With a first look, you can tell each other right away and you can see everything. And when I say see everything, it means you can have the bride spin around, have the groom look at the back of her dress. I feel like that's always something that is missed because it's not like you're going to do a little spin when you get to the end of the aisle. I don't know, just, just a thought. The biggest thing that every couple I know has done a first look says that the nerves have gone away once they've seen the two of each other. And that's huge because why get into your marriage in anxiety? Like this day is supposed to be exciting for you. Why be so nervous coming down the aisle? I don't know. So there you have it. My five things that most brides find out too late. If you enjoyed listening and want to remember everything I talked about today, you can visit today's show notes or download your free copy at bit.ly forward slash cameras and coffee bride guide. And until next time, friends, cheers. Thanks for listening to the Cameras and Coffee podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode at carahanesphotography.com slash podcast. That's K-A-R-A-H-A-N-E-S photography.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.